You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome to Technipod, where we talk about video games, social media, and tech-related topics so that you can learn the insight and our thoughts about the current development of IT scene. Joining with me is Nuff Games and our producer, Kat. Say hello, everyone. Hey, thanks for having us, buddy. Hello, everyone. And we have actually have a really interesting topic for you guys today. It's mm-hmm. actually the relevancy of esports in the global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start this off by saying the only sport that was relevant during the pandemic was actually esports. Like, the only athletes that were actually out and about performing as athletes were actually esports professionals. Now, the pandemic prevented all soccer matches from being played. It prevented all rugby matches from being played. Like non-contact sports such as badminton were kept to like a bare minimum. That's the reason why Tokyo Olympics got cancelled. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm really looking forward for Tokyo Olympics in all honesty. Did you see the Tokyo Olympics 2020 logo? It was so well designed because 2020, the zeros aligned perfectly oh, yeah. with the Olympic, <laughs> the Olympic rings. circle rings logo, what right? What a missed opportunity. We I won't know. get that till 2030. Oh, that's actually quite sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recall coming across the picture online somewhere. I know. And that's really sad. I was looking forward for Tokyo Olympic because it's in Tokyo and we talk about like gaming. I believe that there's going to be a lot of like Nintendo mascots going to be there. Like Pikachu, Mario, for sure. It's one of the highlights that I really want to look forward to. But unfortunately, it's cancelled. But regardless, we do have a second viable optional sports, which is esports. Did you know the highest paid 19-year-old athlete is actually a Dota 2 player Yeah If you think about it uh, For a second Like for most of the Esports tournaments The highest When it comes to like The prize pool Would be Dota 2 As of 2019 TI9 The International 9 The prize pool was If I'm not mistaken Over 30 million dollars yeah. 30 million US dollars That is the reason Why the highest paid athlete Is actually a 19 year old kid From Australia His name mm-hmm. is Anathan Palm Also known as Anna And he plays for Team OG And winning the international Back to back In both TI8 As well as TI9 He netted himself close to 10 million US dollars in terms of like revenue Mm -hmm. and uh, that skyrocketed him this is just a regular shut-in kid that was playing video games for a very long time imagine being picked up by a team going to this massive multi-million dollar tournament winning not once but twice and then retiring as one of the highest paid athletes in the world what do you Mm -hmm. think about that? so I think that when it comes to like esports play I know for the fact that there are like horses for esports players as well oh yeah actually you know what not too far away from where we are right now in APU University there's actually a course for professional gaming yeah, believe exactly. it or not exactly so I think that there is a market for esports player and I think that it's basically boosting the industry for gaming as well because esports has become a really really good way of not just showing sportsmen together but also playing games with your friends if you want to play casually if you want to go for professional then you guys can basically go on a rank match like for example in order to as well as on League of Legends Mobile Legends Valorant Valorant is actually quite recent launch I believe somewhere in the neighborhood like last year esports tournaments like Counter-Strike Go I want to actually talk about the whole viewership thing now the fact that we had this pandemic to deal with has actually kind of been somewhat of a little bit of a blessing for esports online physical tournaments were completely done away however online tournaments have become really really popular in fact a lot of major esports brands Valve Tencent behind League of Legends even Riot behind League of Legends as well Moontone behind Mobile Legends mm-hmm. everybody has tried to actually get access to that market because of that the viewership 
viewership has seen a huge increase in terms of the market reach of all these games like Dota 2 when one of the last tournaments was playing they reached a record total of about 500,000 viewers on and Twitch and that's actually break Twitch yeah that actually broke Twitch the website was not used to doing something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah because everything has been done online there's one really major concern when it comes to like hosting an online tournament that will be anti-cheat software I believe that Dota 2 as far as I concern there's not much of cheaters in Dota but I've seen people cheat on CSGO as well as League of Legends I know for the fact that there's a lot of cheating software for PUBG as well oh yeah for the most part any uh, first person shooter game the most popular type of hack that people deploy is the actual aim hack mm. something that helps you hit your shots a little bit better I don't really get why people cheat but I can kind of understand how easy it is to do it's as simple as just downloading a program and letting it run while you're playing the game the actual like use of cheating like I don't actually understand why you would do something like that when it comes to like esports game both of us play Dota 2 we drawn into Dota 2 rather than FPS shooters like Apex Legend Apex Legend is actually quite popular for esports tournaments oh yeah well. actually one of the lesser mentioned names the game is a couple of years old now the game has actually come out quite a while back but they have actually gone about the route of patching the game again and again and again mm -hmm. and they've made the game better they've added new characters they've added a whole bunch of new content and it's something really great to see you know creators of this game really pushing this game to be better right I'm not sure why we never got into first person shooter games I guess <laughs> because my aim is probably terrible the reason why I like Dota 2 is because it's much more technical and I like calculating how much damage outputs if you buy a certain items with a certain heroes that kind of thing it's much more technical in Dota 2 while in FPS if your hand stops moving that's basically your fault so and I guess maybe you guys actually should use the cheats <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking about never. that though what was your weirdest cheat encounter have you ever met with a hacker in a oh, game oh yes multiple times actually funny one from Apex Apex Legends was really popular when it came out and there were a lot of salty people that just really wanted to be good at the game so an aim hack came out about a week after the game was out and that broke the player base you were going into games and you were getting shot at by nobody you were literally taking shots from a ghost you would die and the zoom cam on who killed you would be like 1000 miles away funny that you mentioned it because it actually happens when Call of Duty Warzone launch so I only on Playstation 4 and I actually have fun playing Warzone it's one of the first few games I actually started streaming on Twitch while I was trying to get into covers there's an explosion behind the walls and for whatever reason I died I started to get confused like how did I die like apparently there is a way for you to clip while you're throwing your grenades and the person who throw the grenade is about 500 meters away that doesn't make any sense I think that's the reason why people doesn't like Warzone initially there's a lot of like cheers in Warzone and if you think about it for a second this pandemic shifted a lot more for gaming industry because a lot of people play and watching contents online either on Twitch or on YouTube and we've seen a lot of like shift for Minecraft there's a lot of people playing Minecraft Among Us Phasmophobia Stardew Valley there's a lot of really cool games that going out that people basically can sit up chillax playing video games or watch their favorite content so video games as an industry as a whole both the developers as well as esports tournament it's actually boosting up the economy for different kinds of like sectors as yeah, well yeah it truly doesn't matter if you're a casual player or if you're a competitive player regardless of which genre there are plenty of games that exist out there for almost anybody my mom plays Candy Crush for example at the end of the day at its very foundation that is still a puzzle game mm -hmm. and uh, my dad still plays Solitaire that's also something that is considered a game at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of game you're playing. Mm -hmm. There is something out there for you. One of the ways that these kind of games gained exposure over time is actually with the recent lies of YouTube as well as Twitch mm -hmm. across the last one year. Platforms like these really gave everybody an avenue to kind of push these games out to like the mass market. So you have almost everybody playing Among Us these days just because it's a phone game and mm -hmm. they saw their favorite
favorite content creator online playing it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so apart mm-hmm. from Among Us, yeah. what games have you guys tried having been introduced to it through Twitch or YouTube? Phasmophobia because I was forced to play. Again, I'm a scary cat. <laughs> There's a couple of clips of me screaming the living life of myself. One of the best indie debut of 2020 in Game Awards. Actually, as of today, they actually roll up a new updates where the ghost can actually open the door and basically start hunting you and you have to hold the door in Phasmophobia. And I found it really interesting because it puts a lot of uh, different kinds of like possibility and a lot of entertainment for viewers. You know, that actually reminds me when I was in college, we would go to like our common room, mm-hmm. set up a TV and one guy would play Slenderman and the rest of us oh would just be oh, you poor backseat souls. Oh, you poor mm. souls. <laughs> I mean like, that's the OG Twitch. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Actually watching somebody play live while they're in front of you. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That nicely transitioned to the rise and the falls of all the different kinds of games like Fall Guys, for example, or Among Us. All these people who are watching their favorite content creators be like, this game's actually fun. You know what? I'm going to get this game. I'm going to invite my friends and play video games together and that basically sparks an inspiration for some people like hey actually this is fun let's try to make content and see if this works I believe that all these video games during this whole global pandemic actually inspires a lot of like content creators or former content creators want to get back either on Twitch or on YouTube I want to talk about Fall Guys but kind of yeah sad. the game had a lot of hype when it came out because it looked really adorable like my nieces and my nephews wanted to play a game like that mm. but then when you go on you see people like Tim the Tatman like this big muscular like <laughs> tattooed guy oh playing God. Fall Guys and like screaming and everybody in his lobby it was really funny I think the issue with Fall Guys is when they launched there was not enough variety of maps Oh, that's so true. after playing a while, the replayability is not there. Yeah, you're gonna get used to the maps, right? Yeah, as well as in Among Us, it's really about the interaction with your friends. Mm. And Among Us is actually not really a novel concept because I'm not sure if you guys have ever played Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, yeah yes. The only difference is Among Us is better because it gave the villagers something to do. Yeah, yeah, you while do While the killers were like pointing their Versus fingers. Versus Mafia, everybody's sitting in a circle. You're all just falling asleep all the time, closing your yes. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is going to sound a little bit psychotic. The fact that you can actually physically kill somebody in Among Us is also really satisfying. My mm-hmm. heart pounds when I kill someone. I'm like, I gotta run. I gotta get away from <laughs> Where's here. the vent? I gotta get out of here. And Among Us actually teaches you how to bluff your ways out. Yeah, it forces you to interact with your friends. Yeah, Because yeah, you, you have to stop there in those meetings and you have to say something when somebody asks you like, where were you? What tasks were you doing? What part of the map you were from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if anyone would actually like take the skills from Among us lying and whatnot and use it in their daily lives maybe be more sneaky around their parents oh no I think Among Us might have sparked a generation of psychopaths we can't (laughs) trust anyone trust no no one oh no oh no but actually like when you think about it like Among Us actually sparks confidence there are other content creators are basically hikikomori hikikomori is people who basically sit at home and they never go out and it actually sparks a little bit of confidence when it comes to like speaking exactly the awesome thing about the internet and playing video games games is you get this kind of like safety net of a shroud in front of you. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows who you are when you're on the internet. There is a funny story regarding Dora too. A friend of a friend actually went on an interview. The interviewer asked him, how can I know that you are a key player? He'd say one simple thing. I play Dora 2 every day. He got the job immediately.
immediately. <laughs> and oh, so he didn't even have to say like, I'm not a feeder. <laughs> he didn't even say my, my KDA ratio is 21-0. I mean, playing Dota 2 every day is one thing, but whether you're good at it or not. <laughs> that's, that's a different story. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a treat there because yeah. that kind of leads us back to the idea of esports, right? Mm-hmm. And being good at Dota 2 is definitely a treat. There are only 16 teams that ever make it to the international and mm-hmm. of those 16 teams, there are only 80 players. Mm-hmm. 80 players is a drop in the bucket when you compare it to the one and a half million players that Dota actually has. Like, that's not even the top 1%. That's like the top 0.01% of players there. I think a lot of people, myself included, have this idea of becoming a professional Dota player or a professional esports player in general, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people feel that bottleneck of, oh, I have school to deal with, I have college to deal with, I have university, I have a job, oh, I have a, a girlfriend, a wife, my parents won't let me. That is all real factors. That is all something that stands in the way of anybody stepping out there and trying to become a professional player. But to be very honest with you, right? During the pandemic right now, especially while everybody is locked in and you have a lot of ample time to kind of spend it somewhere, spending it getting good at a video game is honestly one of the more fun things you could do. If you genuinely enjoy playing that video game, there's nothing wrong with maybe spending a little bit of effort looking into how to improve yourself or how to improve the way that you play the game or the way that you see the game. Who knows? Maybe you might be part of that 0.01%. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even if you're not the best, I think Twitch, YouTube has proven that as long as you are an entertainer, mm-hmm. you don't even have to be that good at the game. Yeah. You could play a game badly and people would still want to watch you. Oh yeah, actually. In fact, some people have made names of themselves playing the game badly. The top viewed Dota 2 streamer, he's actually named Gork. While being a top 100 player, he is kind of within that top 0.1%. He made a name for himself by breaking his keyboard multiple times. Like, he's a very angry player. <laughs> yep. There are the players who are just... do not smash your belongings. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> there are the players who are, you know, just completely awful at the game. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually funny to watch sometimes. This game is too serious. People need to take a backseat and chill sometimes. You mentioned Tim the Tapman when he played Fall Guys. His channel have gained significant traction because people just genuinely want to watch him try to get his first crown. And that's about it really. Yeah, there was a hype surrounding it. Like, will Tim get the crown? Will Tim get the exactly. crown? People were chanting that in chat. Imagine being live in front of tens of thousands of people and everybody wants you to win because this streak of you not winning has gone on for so long. Exactly. Humans love the underdog. Yeah, 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 yeah. The underdog story always sells really well. That, that's true. If I have to give some advice, even if you don't play video games that much, try to start something casual. Have fun. If you want to jump into esports gaming, it kind of depends on what kind of games that you're into. What got you into Dora in the begin with? Oh, thanks for asking. I was a pretty bad kid in school. I used to skip school really often. Beside my school, there used to be a cyber cafe. In Malaysia, I actually think Dora is actually one of the more popular games amongst the millennials. Everybody in my school played it. Some of my family members who have seen me come out on TV as well as the newspaper have attempted to download the game because it is a free game at the end of the day and just learn how to play it. I used to just go to the cyber cafe, see everybody playing like, oh, what is this game on Warcraft? Like, I know Warcraft, but uh, what is this Dota game that everybody's playing? Previously, it was a little map inside Warcraft. When they actually took that map out and made it a game by itself, it made it really easy to play. That was when Mm. I was 16. That was when I was in Form 4, right? Mm -hmm. I got access to the game as soon as it came out. Met a couple of other like-minded individuals there, formed a team, and we later went on and got picked up by the same cyber cafe known as Blitzone. We ended up playing internationally for them for quite a while. 
until about the end of last year until my little accident happened. But yeah, that pretty much sums up my uh, road to becoming a uh, professional gamer. And uh, I've been hooked to it ever since. About to be 12 years now since I've started That's playing true. the game. One of the games that I really want back in Malaysia, I wish it was super popular, at least in Malaysia, StarCraft 2. Yeah, StarCraft was the original predecessor to the esports professionals game. Plenty of professional players in Korea that had higher stature as a StarCraft professional than even the football players in Korea that point in time. I know. I always hear this story, a football match in Korea about to start, right? Mm-hmm. The players are sitting in their locker rooms and they are about to go out and play for their lives because mm-hmm. in Korea, the soccer league is pretty balanced. Everybody is about the same caliber of players, right? And guess who they got to come hype them up in the locker rooms? Starcraft players. Mm-hmm. All the professional Korean Starcraft players They're came amazing. into the locker room and hyped up the entire team. Imagine three guys that spend their days in front of a computer playing video games providing hype to a bunch of professional sportsmen. And these are guys that have been on Korean national TV. These guys have been in the newspaper. These guys have been everywhere. They are internationally recognized players. It shows how much Korea push esports players. What we can take away is that anyone can be a professional Dota 2 player and I think that esports is basically a really good place to actually start to get into gaming. Yeah, sure, it's not anything physical, technically speaking, it's not sports, but one of the elements of sports in esports is teamwork. So it's kind of like funny story that now that we kind of conclude all these things, uh, because whenever I play Dota, I always sweat. Yeah, I do too, actually. It is it is a pretty sweaty game, right? It's a very intense it's game. It's a really intense game because like for whatever reason, like I've tried to think of like how I want to win this game because of that intensity. By the end of the game, the adrenaline link dies down and you kind of realize that oh my god why I'm sweaty <laughs> so uh, yeah I mean that's definitely something good to have as a competitive player in this massive like spectrum of games that you have available right almost anybody can get into playing video games have a look at all the games that are available maybe even a couple of games that you've played in the past maybe revisit them it's not half bad it's <laughs> time to revisit MapleStory yes oh it is god. most definitely time to revisit some of the games that you used to play as a kid and uh, who knows what the nostalgia might bring you if you guys want to play any kinds of game just go for it. You basically contribute. And if you are inspiring um, to become a esports player, you guys can basically stream on Twitch, maybe do a YouTube video and hopefully any kinds of like professional team players recruit you. Yeah, in Malaysia, there are only two really big names of cyber cafes. Orange, I think most people know Orange Cyber Cafes because mm-hmm. they're some of the pioneers for like higher end cyber cafes for people, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also another set of cyber cafes known as Blitzone. I think they're also relatively popular. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, at one point in time, there was actually no professional Dota team left in Malaysia. Orange kind of took the backseat and just went into their business side of things instead of the professional esports right. side of things. That was the time Blitzone actually rose to the top and they were like, we want to make a professional team. Ah. And it was weird because I had been a patron of Blitzone for the longest time. I was going there to play games every single day after school. When I was playing at cyber cafes, right? I never realized this, but uh, people used to stand behind me and watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of how people began realizing that you could be on a different level entirely when you play video games. Mm. So wait, for the uninitiated like me, does that mean you have to play at a cyber cafe to be scouted? No, thank you Not for asking that. Yeah. Because what you can do now while everybody is at home is you can put yourself out online. Think of YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Even Facebook gaming is a good place for you to start doing something. I assure you, if you are putting in the effort to get yourself noticed and if you are putting in the effort to make yourself better at the game, somebody or another will reward you with something. Mm-hmm. I believe that's very nicely to conclude everything thank you so much everyone who is listening to this episode and this is Zero Aiden I am Novs Games on Twitch Instagram YouTube as well as Twitter thank you so much for listening thank you so much I'll see you guys next time till then till then